0: Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to the part 41 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Yardervilles, but uh, Mr Terry Curran, what kind of week have you had, sir?
1: Same as usual for the past month. <laughs> Same thing, just going to shop, doing a bit of shopping, going to butchers, and other than that, you know, staying in, meeting Dad, because at least the sun's been shining, so that's the other thing, you know, you, you can think, well... It's helped a little bit. I'm glad it's not been, you know, just raining and uh, or being cold. It's uh, With the sun being out, you can go out and do a little bit of gardening.
0: How bad would it have been had it have been a really wet and horrible April? Because I'm guessing this is probably the best April on record. It's unreal, isn't it, when yeah, you it look is. at it? Yeah.
1: Uh, that, because, you know, you're in a lockdown. You can't uh, go anywhere. Yeah, the weather has been unbelievable. So you think to yourself, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's been mm. uh, sunny and warmish. Well, warm altogether, not warmish, but warm uh, that you can get, you can get out. I mean, I can't go walking. You know, I can't walk. For I've got really bad legs. Yeah. So other than that, uh, nothing really. Mm. Uh, doing a bit of work. With, well, having said that, I'm doing some work with Jock. So um, that's, you know, that's the other thing I'm doing. And I can see, I can
0: see now he's filling out, like you know, so. Uh, that's, that's
1: a good thing. You sound as
0: though you're working out now, TC, as we speak. Where are you?
1: I'm in the kitchen. I'm just going down into the room now.
0: <laughs> you sounded as though you were in a, a different room. The dynamics sounded different. The oh, button... I'm just,
1: I've just, done the, uh, just had tea and I've just been washing up.
0: Yeah, same, here, mate. So I'm
1: just going into the uh, into the room itself now.
0: And it is, thank so... you, Thursday. So we've got to go out and clap at, uh, at eight o'clock.
1: Yes, that's
0: right. But the uh, the Bundesliga, it looks as though they're going to be playing, but there's not going to be much clapping inside any ground. But they've identified, not this weekend, but next weekend, to the start of their, well, the, the resumption of their season. Well,
1: look, we know how bad it is. Mm. And there's two, there's two sides to every story, isn't there? You know, the ones who don't want to get back to work and got to be careful of this and careful of that. And the ones what you know, what's got to get back to work, Mm. you know, uh, so football's got to get back. Uh, We've got to get back. uh, They've got to get back playing Mm. with or without the fans, preferably with the fans. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's not the same. I I played in a game where there's been no fans. I'm trying to think. Well, it'll come to be at some point. Mm-hmm. But I played in a game where there's been no fans, and it's uh, it's it's okay, but it's not. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right, you know. Yeah. So we've got to get back to work, regardless of what anybody says. And we're not talking about it at any cost, because you know the right people, what's behind everything, uh, will make sure that uh, we 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 that they, they don't go back too early because of any consequences what could uh, arise from it yeah. but but you know we cannot keep sitting in here like this because you're going to get people and you've started to see it in, in certain countries now where they're coming onto the street and and and, and not de- demonstrating with the trouble but demonstrating in, in, in a peaceful way you know saying that you know we need we need money we, we can't carry on like this and mm. it, it, it's it's a difficult situation for everyone concerned
0: and you're right, people are protesting um, and, and it is, well, it does tend to get, it's like a snowball, isn't it? When you've had a few drops of snow, you, you make a snowball. When you've got lots of snow, you tend to make a snowman. And I think when you do see one protest, it's like monkey see, monkey do. And before you mm. know where you are, you've got one or two protests. And look, all we can do is take advice from scientists, from governments, and um, do, what, do what we're told. And I'm sure that when we do go back, we're not going to go back to what we did before. Schools will go back. They'll have smaller classrooms. When workers go back, they won't be as close to their workmates as they once were. Football may be played behind closed doors. I think for a certain amount of time, life is going to be very different to when we actually was out there before lockdown.
1: Well... I think it'll go. I'll think after a couple of weeks, it'll be like a natural instinct. The majority of people will yeah. will, will go back to doing the same thing. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I'm not saying they'll be able to get in football grounds because you know there will still be a lot lock, lockdown on it. Mm-hmm. But in general, that's that's what I think. I'm not saying yeah. the wrong. But that's, what, that's that's in my opinion. That's what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. If you look at the World Organization, surely they should have known what was happening.
0: I would have thought right. So.
1: They should have known what was happening. Yeah, right. Because is it a flu? We don't even know whether it's a flu virus or not, do we? Uh, uh, you know, obviously it's a flu virus, a coronavirus, which is a part of SARS, which killed loads of people. But you know, a few years ago, when when uh, Obama, I'm not blaming Obama, when Obama was in charge, you know, we had the swine flu. We've had we've had all these uh, pandemics over these last few years, you know, and really if if, if China and we're not talking about the Chinese people, the Chinese government would have let forget the Americans, but let some other uh, scientists in there to find out exactly what what it were, you know, we the there might there might not have been as many people died from it. You know, so it, it's been horrendous. And, but I see all parts of it. I see all parts of, I really do see all parts of it. But I like I hate to see whether it's you or Trump or anybody else getting critical uh, treatment. for you know, You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah, we you absolutely do And it's a know, bad,
1: bad thing what's happened. And nobody wants to see it happen. Hmm. But if we don't get back to work, Gabby, I promise you, there's going to be more deaths than anything else oh, we, because there'll be, there'll, there'll, there'll be anarchy on streets. Yep. You know, there'll be families falling out just like the one in the, in the pit strike. It, you know, it, it, yep. it'll not be right. Yeah. And so they've got to get this balance right mm. and get it back as quick as they can without putting anybody else under any pressure.
0: 100%. And uh, Newcastle United look as though they may have new owners and there's been a right who are with, um, in certain factions, in certain quarters to the um, the validity of... of st- Saudi owners owning a football club and with their human rights issues. I mean, personally, I'd say what a load of cobblers that is because, you know, we trade arms with Saudi Arabia. We buy oil from Saudi Arabia. The Queen with Ascot with the horses, the, um, the sheikhs have horses that run in the, uh, the game of kings, which is racing. So we're absolutely 100% hypocritical. If a Saudi person wants to buy a football club, seriously, what's the problem?
1: Well, again, I, I do agree with you on that. But you know as well as I do, mm. you get the other side of it—the political correctness side of it. Yeah. You know, we can't do this, you can't do that. It, you're going to finish up not being able to. We should not uh, tell any other people, other countries, how to live their lives. Absolutely. Now, what we can do is not agree with it. You know, and show and show our. Yeah authority in a sense that you know we don't like what you do in, that, in in those circumstances but at the same time we should never interfere with what they do. I mean that's for their people yeah t- to come out and demonstrate we know we know it's a bit difficult different than it is here because obviously if we if we came out on streets you're not going to get shot. Yeah. but having said that, it all depends on, on, on what happens when you get on streets because yeah. you know as well as I you always get some idiots what would have caused trouble. Uh, and start setting things on fire, and start uh, shooting at you know the police and everything else. So then it becomes then a free for all with everyone. Look, we've all got, we all live on this, on this in this world or on earth. We've all got one life, you know. Half the time you're sleeping, half the time you're awake. If we can't live and enjoy ourselves and and, and for, for such a short length of time, then there's something wrong. but I do know. We're not all not going to agree. Like we don't agree with, with what football team like. We're not going to agree on everything how certain teams play. So it's difficult again, Gabby. But I, I'm with you on that. You know, uh, the guy what got murdered in Turkey. Right, nothing can be done about it because the, the, the uh, Saudis spend billions and billions of pounds uh, in our country Great. and in America. <laughs> and now well, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And Whatever way you look at it, you're always going to be upsetting someone, aren't you?
0: Yeah, you are, because I think if you look at human rights and then you look at the, the countries with human rights issues, it, it's like when they say, I wouldn't buy this footballer because he's got a criminal record or he's not a very nice person. Well, you'd be down to five a side. You know, you, you would have no owners of football clubs. It's like, you know, where the sponsors of football clubs. You can't have tobacco, you can't have alcohol, you can't have... You You, you know, I think we, we just get so hypocritical that the... The football authorities in particular get so far up their own backside, it's beyond belief. And when you look at China, I mean, I, I, you know, the last time I looked at China, their human rights issues weren't particularly oh. good, but they are bought half of the bleeding world. So I just think it's a big fuss about nothing. And if a Saudi person wants to buy Newcastle United, what's the problem? A Russian person bought, bought Chelsea a few years ago. And you know what? If we looked at his background and how he got that money, I'm guessing that was probably a little bit shady as well. Yeah, well so we're, we're very, very selective, aren't we, can We can, What we well, we're
1: selective, we're, yeah. we're selective to we are. certain people. And yeah. You know it, you yeah. know it. I mean, you can, go, you can see one restaurant which is there's nobody in, but I've gone into some of those em, restaurants where empty and the food is good. Yeah. And I've gone in other restaurants where it's been packed mm. and that's good. But yeah. the problem is you have someone what's in there that's, other people follow. Yeah. So it's like, we followed my leader, so, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm I, I, not arguing, but I want some, on Facebook, we're on about, uh, you know, it's it, it's such a bad uh, coronavirus that uh, they're dropping like uh, wild flies, and I think, you know you're ask people dying, but they're not dropping like wild flies, you know. No, they're not. You know, it, it's a bad thing what's happened. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to be stuck in out house, but some do, some yeah. don't. Yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, you know that that little uh, joke I put on the other day what someone sent me, you know how can uh, how can the people uh, want to be uh, not want to work, want to yeah. be on door all their life? It, yeah. it would drive you round the twist, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, it would. I couldn't do that. I mean, I've been fortunate with this lockdown that. OK, I haven't been in many people's houses because of situations and, you know, um, keeping your social distance, etc. But I do an awful lot of gardening as well. So I've done a lot of gardening work. So i been able to keep my nose above the water level and been able to uh, just get by and, and stumble through it. Some people haven't been as fortunate, but I've, I've just been quite lucky um, with, with what I've been doing. But I just couldn't sit at home every day on the dole having nothing to look forward to it that that would that would drive milk to the wall it really would i don't know people yeah again well, we touched do, on it we last do, week what are yeah.
1: doing they, they'll go down at the pub and, and, and things like that i mean yeah. it's we're all different you yeah. know the end the day uh some like doing that some yeah. some don't who's right and who's wrong well who we to? Say, well am i to turn around and say well this is right this is wrong you know yeah but I just try and look at it. I try to be fair with everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and if I, I try not to get involved, if I do, I try to block somebody and get into arguments. Yes, about. I, am, I yeah.
0: Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I've blocked a few. They do tend to be Blues fans. <laughs> but the <they've laughs> and, and you're
1: a, and you're and you're a Blues fan yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was born blue. I'll die blue. But I'm, you know, not biased and one eyed. I look yeah. at other football teams and football players and, and respect what they do and, and love the art of, of certain players, no matter whether they play for Aston Villa or play for Birmingham City. But some people can't get over that. Five of the best, TC, foreign coaches, stroke managers, stroke trainers. Because in the olden days, they were called trainers more than coaches. And you can go back as far as you like. So you're five of the best. We're talking about foreign coaches?
1: Yeah, foreign coaches, yeah. yeah. Well, when I was playing, I don't think there were that many about, were there?
0: there there's always been foreign coaches in foreign countries that, that have done great things, haven't they? Not necessarily. Foreign coaches, not necessarily that, that have coached in this country, but foreign co- coaches that have had an influence of football globally from, right. from the get-go. Well...
1: Uh... What's the Dutch guy who Cruyff played with?
0: Reemus Michaels.
1: Reemus Michaels. So he's going to be. he's got to be one of them. Yep. Cruyff has to be another one. Yep. That's two. Um, the old German coach, what was his name? Helmut Schoen. Uh, Helmut Schoen. Yep. He was another one, you know, uh, what had a very, very uh, good time uh, with the germans with uh, world cup and, and not only that only we, we we buy in munich and everything else uh, that he'd done mm-hmm. so that's three uh,
0: the italian guy what one there's been lots of them
1: no 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 no. Uh, the, the one coming to my head not soft throws off what was his name maldini maldini's dad his dad what was his name now don't know. But what was his first name? Is, you know?
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm not too familiar. Well,
1: his dad, were obviously, a, a great uh, player as well as a great manager. Yeah. And the other one was uh, the Brazilian...
0: Zagala. Uh, uh,
1: yes. No, Zagala. No, no, no. Zagala. Zagala, yeah. Zagala, that's the one. Yes. So, so that was my five.
0: There's your five. Well, I'm going to... Um, Pozo was a great Italian manager, but we're going back to the 30s. And I'm I'm going back really far because, you know, look at football. Again, I look at football as a train journey and almost like we're living here. But, you know, we lived on other... Or our ancestors lived in other countries. And we we come to this country. Everything is like a journey for me. And, you know, we're here for probably 70, 80 years. It is a short life. You're right. Enjoy yourself. You only get one. So I don't just look at the now as we're living and, you know, the 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 present tense and the future tense. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're a proper journalist, so you do all your research. Well, you? I'm not a journalist. I'm, I'm, I just love football. I mean, I've, I've the, only, the only academia... Um, levels that I've got or certificates or or passes that I've got were um, back in the early 80s and it was English and, and, and geography and, and I've just about got them so you know I I am I would say in my own words I'm quite thick I am not very educated at all but I love football and then I look yes. at things and then when somebody says to me and I listen oh, to oh, people any very good football you, you love Sorry, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I do. do yeah, good and then somebody will say, "Yeah, but Gabby, have you heard of them?" No, I like, "Geez, really?" And and then I look at it and I think, "My word, what an inspiration!" So I'm going for the, the greatest inspiration ever in the history of football, in my opinion, is uh, is Jimmy Hogan, but he's not a foreign coach; he's an English coach that oh, oh, the, oh, 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 coached in Holland. He coached everywhere. I mean, he coached over in Holland in 1910.
1: They thought, they, they thought
0: he were crackers. Yeah, the, the other person, they thought... I'm reading <laughs> his book at the moment. I'm, my next podcast with Big Ron is Jimmy Hogan because when Ron was a youngster at Villa, Jimmy was, uh, was his coach. And uh, Ron's got some great stories about Jimmy Hogan. And Ron took a lot of what Jimmy Hogan taught Ron Atkinson, a young Ron Atkinson, into management when he managed you guys at Sheffield and managed at at, um, at Manchester United and at West Bromwich Albion and Bilbao. So a lot of things that, that Jimmy taught Ron, he, he taught you guys, he's taught us. So it's almost like football in, in biblical terms, you've got a messiah or you've got a person and then you have... Different people that come off there that believe in the philosophy that that they've been taught and then take it on and, and then teach their kids and their teams the same philosophy or a similar philosophy. But you're right, I mean, Jimmy absolutely educated pretty much everybody in football apart from the English. The English <laughs> seemed to absolutely hate him because I'm reading his book and, and I'm, I'm looking at different chapters, the different um, quotes, and I'm like, this is Terry Curran and this is Alan Hudson as well. Because exactly what you keep on saying, about keep the ball on the floor, same as Brian Clough. You know, the, if the ball was meant to be up in the air, it would have wings. So, everything that Jimmy was saying is exactly what you guys have, have always said to me. And, you know, the passing and the movement and that. And he, he was the first. So, we're not going to put Jimmy there because he was English, but that is my next programme. Well...
1: I know I know of him You know uh, I mean When I go on about football I've been saying it For 42 years Yeah But when you're a, When you're a lone ranger Yeah uh, Everybody outnumbers you And tries to make Belittle you And try to make you That's Look small. That's what they smaller, do with Jimmy, Yeah You know uh, And you know I can I can look at Malcolm Malcolm Allison I understood What he was doing Yeah But he was trying to He was trying to be Too technical yeah. With it Yeah You know So going back to Jimmy Jimmy helped the Dutch out to ch- uh, change their ways don't forget Holland's not not much bigger than Scotland yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, and look how they've produced and look how they've gone down the line of uh, their way of coaching or their method of uh, football philosophy mm-hmm. and they've been able to send players all around the world yeah you know especially from the late uh, early 70s mm-hmm. late 60s early 70s yeah Uh, whereas we've had the odd one scattered here and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we've had a couple of managers what's gone abroad, but the rest of them, you know, uh, have either stayed in this country. And I mean, I put an article on my wall um, yesterday, and I'm talking about football, and I'm saying to it, when was the last English manager to win the Premier League? Do you know?
0: Yeah, it was Howard Wilkinson, uh, Howard Wilkinson in no, 1991. We haven't, had one. we haven't had one. Oh, sorry, Premier League. No, we haven't. No, He,
1: haven't
0: he, he, he won the last one with Leeds before the yeah. Premier League started. We haven't had one. No, 92. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big run. come the closest. He come second. Yeah. And Kevin Keegan also comes second with Newcastle. Yeah. But but Premier League, we haven't had one. You're absolutely spot on.
1: So, you know, so there's something telling us about has the coaching changed in our country? Mm. Well, I don't think it has when you think about no. it. Because we've we've always played, they've always wanted. We we've always worked on. I tell you what it came about. Somebody sent me a um, John, uh, the guy who wrote my book. Uh, yeah, John. John yeah. Brinley. Yeah. Uh, sent me an article of a, a player, uh, the Portuguese player, uh, on about Roy Keane and. I'm, they weren't having a go at Roy Keane. They were mm. just saying what his coaching was like. You know, it's it's emphasis on working hard and running and all that. Yeah. Whereas in all, within Portugal, it's on a different uh, philosophy. Mm. You know, he said, "Who am I to to to, to not Roy Keane?" Yeah. He said because he's won everything else, and I've got a lot of respect for him. But it's not the way we get coached, and it's not the way I like to play football. Mm. And it was fascinating. So what I I, I wrote something about as our coaching changed, you know, as football centers in, in, in the Premier League, not not with English coaches because they still work on, a lot of them still work on that uh, work hard, run hard, yeah. uh, train hard, uh, philosophy yeah. of long ball. Yeah, a lot of them. Because that's all, they're working on defensive minded uh, play without doing any attacking play. Yeah. I mean, they might try and do it in training, but as soon as it comes on Saturday, they'll, mm. they'll, they'll go defensive minded. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, as our coaching changed, you know, I don't really think so in one sense. It's in, it's, in, it's, in, it's trying to change and it's trying to improve. Mm. I mean, Southgate's gone from one extreme to the other. But I think it's right. No, but he's on the right lines. Yeah, You know, so it, it, it's, for me, if we were that good at coaching, we haven't, we, we, there's no one, there's not one English coach has left anything, barring Clough. Uh, and and Paisley, I mean I can't call Shankly English because she's Scottish and yeah. I can't call uh, Ferguson because I'm just saying like Scotland need to produce players Ireland need to produce players, Wales need to produce players, mm-hmm. England need to produce players so you, they've got to have top managers what can produce uh, the right format, the right philosophy for that, for their country to go and play and if they're any good, whatever comes to are from, Scotland, Ireland, Ireland uh, Argentina they leave a philosophy that a lot of people want to want to follow. Yeah, we can't. We can't say one of our top English managers, since Clough and Paisley, have left anything for any of our coaches to follow.
0: Mm. And, and really, to be fair, I mean, football is a really simple game. You know, a football is the, it's the same size, in Brazil and Argentina and Italy and the continent as what it is in this country and it is only the philosophy and the way that the kids are coached in this country that's that's held us back. It's only the way that we've looked at certain players and we've said, look, don't do that. We we, we need to make sure that we defend and we don't concede and and, and let's not think about going forward and entertaining and, and all those players those those maverick players of yesteryear that inspired us to put on a pair of football boots and go out and try and do what they did, whether it be Marsh, whether it be Best, whether it be Worthington, whether it be Uddey, whether it be whoever, and in modern times, players like Matt Letizia, then players have largely been ignored by English football. And because those players have been ignored... We've never won anything, and even when we did win the World Cup, I mean, already said it's probably the worst team that ever won a World Cup, and we won it without wingers, we won it without flair, we won it without that 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 style that others win World Cups with, and the way that they play the game. You know, when when the when the foreign players they they get the ball. They know where they're passing before they've received it because they're that confident in their first touch. You look at some of our players, and even at international level over the years that I've watched England, you know, the second touch is a tackle.
1: It's, well, it's I quite, quite say, ridiculous. I, gonna, I will, will let you finish, and I was going to say the same thing to you. If you look at the foreign players, yeah. the first touch is a killer touch. Absolutely. Right? It's either, it's either they kill it or, yeah. or the touch is that good yeah. They can play with it they, yeah. can, they can break straight into a run mm. When we Not all of our But we've got players What's playing for the national team Yeah When it comes to them It bounces off them mm. They can't pass it Yeah And the tackling Yeah They're making a tackle To try and win the ball back It's incredible isn't it So you're right What you were saying it, mm. You know it, it, Yet we find that fascinating I cannot get my head round All this thing Roll your sleeves up Yeah And let's have a battle Yeah now, you never win a war by rolling your sleeves up. You've got to have a strategy. Mm. You've got to go in, yeah. out, around, come round the back, go over the top. You've got to have a strategy. Mm. In, in England, the thing that if we get a big centre forward, a big centre half, pump the ball long, bigger, stronger, uh, we're going to out-battle them. Yeah. You know, that's, it doesn't work. It do not work like that. No. You know, the team's what's won. The team's what's won. Football trophies in this country, Liverpool, right? Uh, Man United, Forest. When well, you look at all the teams, they haven't played with just big, strong centre-forward booting the ball upfield. They haven't done it. No. It's been, it's been through getting it down, playing it, and listen, the odd time, playing a long ball. But the long ball is not just a boot up here. It's... When they, these good teams up, do play a long ball, right? And they, they'll only play about four, three or four in a game. Yeah. It's not a
0: long ball, it's a long pass. Yep, yeah. And it goes to the man. Massive difference, that is. Massive difference. Massive. Massive. Yeah. You know, people
1: say to me about being uh, inconsistent. I hated playing out wide, Gabby. I hated it. I yeah. really did. You know when you're playing out wide, you hear people say, Oh, about Terry Henry? He goes and finds pockets and finds space. Mm. Well then you know, you know, you know in my day, yep. you know, if i had to come off at wing yep. to look for a ball none of you know. Because you know what when you got in that dressing room at half time mm. or after a match, there would be throwing cups at you. I tell two to stay there, you you know, you've unbalanced the team. Yeah. But next minute you hear him turning around and saying, Well, you gotta go find the ball. Well, mm. I gotta be. <laughs> you want me up now. So you put Gabby, I were quick. Yeah. I went quick, I was lightning quick, mm. right? And there were times when we just boot the ball upfield at Sheffield Wednesday, and I'm breaking my neck to get up there. Yeah. And as soon as we, I get up there, the opposition, right, do doing what Sheffield Wednesday did. Just boot it back. Yeah. So I'm chasing back. So what are you doing? If, in my day, he did a lot of doggies. Yeah. When we're called by doggies. It's little short sprints. Yeah. Checking there, you know, five-yard sprints. So it'd be 5, 10, 15, 20, you know, they're back to cones. Mm. And that's what it. it's like a lot, because it's a game. And no cones down, you're doing longer doggies because it's just up there and, and, and back. And Jack would say, I don't want it played through midfield. You know, play it up there, you try and get onto Andy, Andy McClark's flick on, they'll not catch you. But anybody who's got a football brain, they'll just drop off and read it. Yep. You know, so what makes me laugh when they say, you know, you're in an Arctic game or he can play when he wants to play. We'd never played football it would you Baron at Everton and Forest and I got injured, best of them would just bolted booted it locked Derby weren't. Yeah. But Tommy Doc Doc's mind weren't on on, on, on the uh, the game there. We you know, when sacked at Man United, I suppose once you leave Man United, there's only one way down if if you don't get your head round it right.
0: And he also had problems off the pitch yes. when he yes. left he Manchester United. You know yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well that's when he had to leave Man United. Exactly. For. Exactly. And dockerty Doherty would would, would say Again, I'm reading in this book. His greatest inspiration was Jimmy Hogan because Jimmy was uh, a coach at um, at Celtic when uh, when 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 Tommy was there as well. And just briefly about Jimmy Hogan, what you're saying there, everything that you you're saying and you've ever said, Jimmy Hogan was saying this in the early 1900s, and he said to a group of uh, of players, "You don't open a tin of beans from the middle." And they look at oh. him. They're going, "What are you on about?" Look, if you bang the ball up, it's a fifty-fifty ball, and chances are the defender's gonna get it. How we open teams up is how you open up a tin of beans. You, do it, it. you do it. For, yeah. You do it from the edges. Use the wings and but play the ball into feet. Because
1: he said it like that, yeah. then, like people will laugh at it. I know, yeah. You know, but if you get a Mourinho, a, a, a what comes out with it, yeah. uh, his statement. Because he's a clever man. Yeah, an intelligent man. You know, yeah. uh, and he's fluent in five or six languages. Oh, you know, he's this intellect what uh, understands the game. Yeah, he's won a lot of trophies. Don't, yeah. get, don't get me wrong. But he's only won them by having the money to buy big, big players. Yeah, of course he is. Right? But I, I used to argue, with Jack. Jack says to me, you're not a centre-forward. I said, who said I'm a centre-forward, Jack?
0: Mm.
1: You know, he said, you can't win a ball. You can't. I said, Jack, you're right, I can't win a ball. Do you know why I can't win a ball, Jack? It's six foot six to be air. We just built it. I don't want to play as a centre forward. No. I want to play as, as a striker. But, Central but, striker. R-
0: totally different. Just roll.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'll still come back and chase back.
0: Mm.
1: You know, <clears throat> am I going to win a ball up air against a six foot four centre half? No. Yeah. I'm hell. But put the ball on the floor and into areas where I can get it and run at him mm. or into areas where I'm chasing it but I know I can get there instead of just a long ball. You know, but that's how they looked at it and, I was wrong and they're right. And when there's <coughs> ten or twenty coaches in the first division, practically playing that way and the other two the other two playing football, Clifford Paisley, yeah. you know, and winning everything. You know, well we can't compete with them because you know they've got the best players. They were the I've got to be telling this now. Mm. Tech Shilton out of there, yeah. <coughs> Ian Boyer, mm. John Robertson, Woodcock. Gamble, <coughs> I mean, Martin weren't a, ba- a bad player at all. He would bet them bet not a bad player. Martin was a very good player. Yeah. Right. Viv Anderson. You know, Larry Lloyd, what a big lad, mm. weren't quick. Yeah. Kenny Burns mm. weren't quick. Mm. Right. But them two could stop people. And Cluffy went on about uh, dirty leads. Larry Lloyd and Kenny Burns were as oh, dirty
0: as anybody. Ruthless. Absolutely. But but again you know, again well. it's marvellous, isn't it? The way that oh it's dirty Leeds. Hunter and Charlton, absolute dirty and assassins. Burns, Burns and Lloyd were worse than them, yeah. They were they were <laughs>
1: it's incredible. They were. But what yeah. I was gonna say then, but you've taken them out of it. Yeah. Nottingham Forest weren't what you would call a super a super super team. Derby would were a better team. Football. Derby yeah, were better but, players. But the, yeah. They played they played good football and played better yes, football. They exactly. Other managers, a beat before they go out. Oh, we can't play. They've got all the money. Do you know what I've been listening to today? Go on. Right? I've been to Andy Gray and um, Richard Keyes. Okay, yeah. Right? The guy, uh, Capello, listen, yeah. brilliant. put it on, put uh, Keys and Gray in about Capello. Yeah, will do. Uh, I, I got distracted because I, I was late doing something and then I had to go and take job training. It's just coming to me head now anyway so what richard keys is on about uh capello gets a, a real big job yeah and he ban it banishes uh beckham to go and train with kids mm-hmm. right uh and then he pulls he pulls the owner in that uh ramon what's his name What not the owner but the um Vice the president of football club, okay. Oh, yeah. Calderon, Calderon, yeah. Right, he pulls it, he pulls him in. He said, uh, I want out. He says, uh, We can't win league. We're going to finish. Uh, we're only going to, I we're going to finish his sixth. Mm-hmm. So Calderon pulls, um, some of the senior players in, you know, you know, Raul and uh, yep. all these other players, pulls them all in. And, he explains to them what he said so they turned around and said right we'll take out we'll take it on mm. right because obviously it's a, it's a big contract he's got
0: yeah
1: right so he said we'll we'll take it on we'll we'll play our way and we will do it so uh the president says to capello i want you to sit there in other words sit there these are going to do it um because they said to him, "We'll win the league,
0: mm.
1: right?" They fetched Beckham back into to fall, and they went and won that league, yeah, right. But he, he was on the bench and everything, but he weren't doing anything. It's amazing. Mm. Uh Sal Sal Saldar- is it?
0: Yes, the, the, fullback. the right back, yeah,
1: the fullback. back. It were in what had been telling Richard Keys, right? Yep. Uh, what had happened about that time with Capello? Yeah, and then England phones up about wanting to take Capello. <laughs> Right, yeah. and they couldn't believe it. That they thought, "Fucking hell, he's got on our side or something." You know, so it gets him out to paying him this this load of money. Yeah, and then he he gets the he gets the, the England job. Mm-hmm. Now let's take the England job. Well, you look at the you get what anybody tells me. The Gerard and them are good players. Yeah, right. But they are box to box players. Yeah. But they're better than that. They are better than that. Mm-hmm. They just never had a Guardiola. Or a Clough, or a clop to manage him. Yeah. Right. And we would. You've got Gerrard and Lampard. Now, I'm not saying they can't play together, but what I'm trying to say is, what I will say, what I will say is this: Is he brave enough, right, to leave one of them out? Because that's what should have happened. He should have played all three of them. skulls Uh, a bus skulls out on wing, because mm. that's not the right thing to do. He's, he's our best passer of ball. Oh, you and skulls? in the, the middle. What, he's the one who'll come off of someone and find that little pocket to yep. to be able to play that other ball mm-hmm. if Lampard's making that run. And if Lampard makes that run or Gerrard makes that run, yep. he's the player who could find that perfect pass. Absolutely. So what did we do? We had two box-to-box players, mm. skulls on left. And we were a joke at times. Yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah. A complete joke. Yeah. You know, so... And these are guys what's won everything doesn't mean that they're the best managers in the world now you, you give them a job and even i would give them a job you think well but then when you see them it's like when you see players you think oh he, he looks a good player mm-hmm. and then when you get playing with him they come to your club you think they can't get any team you think no now they're not injured yeah. if they're injured i understand it but if they're not injured you think no What's meant by this? I mean, Fa- it was a prime example, and Wallace was another prime example. Yep. I mean, I love Cluffy, mm-hmm. but did they drop
0: some rickets? Brian wasn't you... good at spending a lot of money on central strikers, was he? Peter well, Davenport was another one that. that well, no, wasn't but Davenport,
1: a hit. they didn't buy him, though. Davenport, did they? Yeah, I thought so. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Steve De- Elliott came through the, through the system, uh, but quietly didn't make it. There was a number you of know, them, didn't they? But I'm going to be, he would tell, he would tell Cluffy to buy him.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what they used to fall out told for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I know because I, he, Cluffy, listen, I, none of y'all know, Cluffy used to phone me and I've never said anything like this and I'll tell you this now, I'm fashion new, he said I used to respect Pete, right? Yeah. He said he can't play, he can't control the ball. Mm-hmm. Right? If Walt Wallace, they fell out over Wallace.
0: Yeah.
1: Ian Wallace from Coventry. Yep. Over 1.3 million or something.
0: Yeah, they spent a lot of money on him. Mm.
1: You know, so that's what they fell out about. Yeah. You know, Peter Ward, the sign from Brighton. Yeah. Another one, Cloughy. But don't forget, it's Cloughy what buys him. Mm. So then if Shilton turns out quite good. You know, then Clofford would turn around and say, Well, it's another good signing by Pete. He found, he found Archie Gemmell, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Schillen did, but Gemmell didn't. Mm. Roy McFarlane didn't. Todd did. Yeah. You know, so uh, it doesn't mean that they are right, even though sometimes they get it right. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the great managers, what win on a regular basis. Can carry on for 10 years 12 I mean in Ferguson's uh, case 20 years yeah you know so that you can say they are top 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 notch managers mm. you know but when you get a top manager manager I mean you can always turn down and say oh well English they only work out to give the ball away well he's a coach he's, it, it, you now work with them players and get them to play through the thirds yeah but he he, he never did that they just played the typical English way I mean people say We've got to we've got to find his own niche to uh, take, to carry us forward or take us forward. We've had a niche for the last forty years, playing the long ball, it's never got us anywhere. No. Has it?
0: No. No, never. No, so, but i have a look at it, it's funny. I will very, do. very funny. I think I might have been wrong about Davenport, it might have been to Manchester United. It's all they sold him to Manchester. Well, mm. I mean, we talk about that. Man United
1: I've had some, right we talk about Forest, but Man United that's some right oh, God, Yeah. Virgles oh. is, is the best thing in sliced bread, goes to Man United, yeah. we'll fall in over ball.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right?
1: Mm. Alan Brazil was a good player at Ipswich.
0: Yeah.
1: As a nightmare at Manchester United. Mm. Davenport sold for over a million quid to Manchester United.
0: Yeah.
1: As a nightmare at Man United.
0: Yeah. You know. It's it's so weird, isn't it? Football is weird. There's no rhyme or reason, but sometimes it's about, especially with a forward, a central striker, a goal scorer, about being loved, about being able to fit in and, and about where he played before and who he played with. And again, comes down to the philosophy of football. What the how the how the team shaped up and who we had in midfield putting them balls through to him and if you haven't got them players and you're playing a different game, the play it's almost alien to that footballer and you might as well not even bother buying him if I'm you're gonna, not going to play to his strengths.
1: I'm not a big Gabby. I'm mm-hmm. not. I promise you, I'm not. I know. Right. I just. I'm just I, I come from a family. Of eight. I come from a mining village.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Never refused an autograph. Never refused to speak to people. Always. Being right with people, but when I look, right, when I when I played, uh, I never struggled whenever whenever ever went to a football club, mm-hmm. right. When I first went to Forest, I got little niggly inj- injuries before I got playing really well, and then got a serious injury. Same thing happened at Evan, I got a serious injury, so I, it was very difficult. I had to get back into the team, but at Southampton, we had a good. I wanted there nine months, eight months. We, we there were. They just got promotion, we got to quarterfinals at FA Cup, we got to a, a League Cup final, got beat by the better team on the day, but it was a game of two hours, we could have won it. Uh, but we lost it, yeah. you know, because Forrest were the better team in the second half. I, I I played well at Huddersfield, I played well at um, all the other clubs I went to, I played well at. I never, ever settled, right? And that's what baffles me when, when you get some of them saying, oh, when he wants he can play. You know, it, when you are playing at that lower level like I were doing, yeah. you're not playing with good players. You know, mm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, people said it, people yeah. go on about De Bruyne. Let me tell you something: world, world class player. Mm. When I saw him at Chelsea, I couldn't believe that Chelsea let him go. Yeah, right. And the one about concerts. I'll tell you about consist and I know this is a fact. This is a fact because when anybody tells me Klopp, Guardiola, right? I'm older than them, and they're playing football. I want I want my teams to play, yeah. and I'll tell you why De Bruyne. It's consistent. He's playing with world-class players around him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. If you put if you put De Bruyne in a team, what plays the long ball? Do you think he's gonna have a ball a lot? Hundred percent. He's not. He's gonna, yeah. Is it? It's so, gonna be a long ball. They've yeah. up, they has got to get up there, chase back. they has got to get. So, the consistency yeah. has nothing to do with it unless you're playing with top top players. Would he still be playing well enough in that team? Of course he would, because he's a good player. Yeah, of course he would. Put him right? in
0: Birmingham City's team. The, he would not be the. He would not be playing the way he is. It what no, as he, he has he, he been he at out Manchester. Player. Player. I would say that. Of course he's he would. Of course he would. Right? He's still he's a great right. player. Hundred percent
1: right. Yeah. Right now, one of the greatest players to, 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 to grace a football field is Messi. Yeah. Right. The same punters, what say how consistent and what a great player he is. The same pundits. When he plays for Argentina, mm-hmm. have a right go at him. Yeah. He's not the same player. So we don't want to try. For, he's not. Mm. He's not playing with world class. He's playing with good players, yeah. but he's not playing with world class players around him. And that's the difference.
0: In so playing against and that is the teams, difference. Yeah.
1: What people make me laugh when they say they mm. think they know about football, they don't know about it. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean that, Gabby. No, they I don't absolutely. know because I'll tell you, if they if they know anything about consistency or being consistent, it's whether If the team is good enough. And the player has got great players around him absolutely i don't give a damn who oh, you are ronaldo i mean this last uh, team portugals had was the best one for had for years they've always struggled in world cups so i got a quarter a final and fall away They won that uh, european championship or mm-hmm. the last one or something or time before whatever it was yeah uh, the one the european championship they've always had good players or goodest yeah. players you know, and Ronaldo's never really pulled up the trees, right? And then he's won the, uh, the tournament to play with the tournament when they went and won it. Yeah. Now, when you get world class players around you, like Iniesta and Zavier to uh, Barcelona and Alves and all these other ones, and you know, it's absolutely great to play in a team like that, and you are going to be consistent. Mm. So, what they think, what they've done about football, I'll tell you this, I forgot. and I can give you that what people say to me. Well, anybody can talk about it. Well, let's look I'm sixty-five. Give me give, give me Macclesfield at bottom of the league, and I'll tell you this now. They'll be a better team with me coaching them. Yep. And then whoever's in charge of them now. I'm not frightened to, to, to take Macclesfield job on, and I'm not. Well And if... that, there would be a big there would be a big difference in the way are they played. Mm. With me, what they are playing now, and that's not going to go at the manager because he might be a good manager. I don't know. I'm telling you, that's how I believe in my own confidence.
0: Absolutely, you saw is...
1: what you saw what Kendall put, um, didn't you? When I came in, yeah. When I came into Everton, mm-hmm. the team were playing bad, and One I of got his the greatest ball, signings. And, and, and and I was mm-hmm. uh, running at people. And well, let me tell you something. I don't give a damn who I'm playing against. George Best, Belly, of course. Don't think I don't respect him. They're by idols. I love them. I love watching them play. But you know when I'm on that football field, Gabby? Yeah. I don't give a damn about anybody. I want to win. Yeah. I want to win. But I want to win in style.
0: Exactly. Right, TC. My top five coaches are in no particular fixed orders. Um, Renus Michaels, because I thought he was an absolute fantastic Coach that done wonders with Ajax and then he with would Holland.
1: be my he would be my second, but Cruyff would be because, yeah. because what Cruyff did as a player and as a coach, you know, yeah. Absolutely. But Michael's, you know, Cruyff followed Michael, but I'd have Cruyff as my top one.
0: Absolutely, Sorry. Sorry. and I'm going to put my yearning as well because. You know, the, the, again, Jimmy Hogan taught the Germans out to play football. The Germans wasn't anything before Jimmy Hogan went out there and, and started coaching in, in Germany. It's quite humorous, actually, how, how absolutely awful Germany was. And when he was doing coaching tours, because he, he toured the country as as well as having jobs with German football clubs, He um, um, Helmut Schoen was one of... Um, was was one of the players that was there at seminars and again was influenced by Jimmy Hogan. So there's my two. Uh, Gustav Sebes, who was the manager of Hungary in the 50s. Again, yeah. the man that says when Hungary... I only football... slightly
1: remember him.
0: Yeah. You know, well, I well, mean, no I don't. It's only
1: when other people tell me about him, but I, I, I can remember it's my, uh, Michael, it's my, Michael's yeah. I his
0: name. And And I'm going to go for uh, Bella Gutman, who was the manager of Benfica in the 60s, when Benfica were arguably the greatest, to, and he was the guy that, that discovered Xavier. Um, always... And that was only because he'd gone over and um, he'd been over and in, in, in coached and managed in Brazil and, and, and the connections. And it's fantastic the connections that some of these old. Coaches and footballers developed and got and how they then inspired brilliant, brilliant teams when they were coaching and managing. So he's another one. And my final one will go to Hugo Meisel, who was the manager of the Wonder Team of Austria. And again, Jimmy Hogan was the trainer and done so much great work in in Austria. So not only did Jimmy coach in in Holland and and taught the Dutch how to play football, he taught the Hungarians how to play football, he taught the Austrians how to play football, he taught the Germans to play football, he taught everybody to play football. But England, they hated him. What did we finish with? Charlie Hughes. Exactly, yeah. It's honestly, read the book... um, it's called Profit or Traitor, and and it's a wonderful book about Jimmy Hogan. And as I say I'm going to be doing a show with Ron Atkinson, and we're going to be talking about him because Jimmy was the most inspirational you know, coach ever.
1: You, you coached kids, didn't you?
0: You yeah, kids, I have. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Did you get any like? Did you get any badges? Nope, I had no badges, but every player had a ball at every training session. I just
1: wondered because what, what, what was I going to ask you? Yeah. Have you been on
0: the? You've been. On, have you been any on any coaching coaching? No, Mickey. Mickey Assall said to me, who um, was a player at Birmingham when I was a kid watching Birmingham. He was there at Warsaw, and he says when you finish, because I only done them because. My kids were playing football, and I love football. Yeah. So I went to a training session. I've always been a bit, you know, had my opinions with football, so we got booted at a football club. So I have got three players and looking to find them a club. Anyhow, I took them to Marston Green the one day, and I was playing football, and the manager said, do you want to join in? I said, yeah, I'd love to. So I got my boots out of my taxi, because I'd always carry my boots, put my boots on doing that, and he says, I'm going to lock the doors. and I ain't going to open them until you agree to manage this football club with me. I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to. So I made sure that every player had a ball at every training session, and it was all about ball work, ball work, ball work, ball work, and more ball work. Any, any yeah, it's not be Any anything to do with running and fitness, I didn't want to know. You do that in your own time. You're football well, players, not athletes. The
1: uh, the reason why I asked you, I yep. asked you was, if you've been on these courses. Yep. I went on one and then I packed them in. Mm. Right. And then I went on another one and then for, for, I thought, well, I'll get my badge. Just shut up. People said to me, just get through your badge. Just get just say, yeah, Yes, sir. Those no, so are three bags full. Mm. Once you get your badge, you can coach out you want, But you can't even do that. Yeah. And the, on these coaches, we had a lot of foreign coaches. And I say to these coaches, there's another true story, Gavin. I said to these coaches, Portuguese, we had Germans, we had all sorts of coaches mm. on our courses. Right? And I said to them, why even come over here to, to get your badges when you all play a different way of football? Yeah. They start laughing. Honestly, you <laughs> to start laughing. Because they always used to sit with me. Right? Because I'd have a laugh with them. Yeah. And they said, Well, we don't like the way I your coach. Mm. But it's a stronger badge. So our badge yeah. in England incredible, isn't has it? this as
0: the authority yeah. behind it compared to other countries. Work that one out. Oh, that incre- I think it's incredible. I mean, it's it's the biggest load so of then rubbish. They would, they would, then they would
1: say to me, once we've done it, yeah, we'll go back to our country and we'll coach our way.
0: yeah.
1: But according to form, well, it wasn't then when I was doing my first badge, when, tra- when I when I started to do my first badges and I, I didn't walk off the course, I just I, didn't, I never walked back. I thought, this is garbage, this. I you just know, think coach... Channel ball, channel ball. So I was yeah. going to say to you, but you've seen it on, co- on this
0: culture. Yeah. <laughs> you're all doing the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. I, I mean, what I used to do with my kids, I used to devise little little games. Not Well, you're lucky. You're
1: lucky I don't know, but you're mm. lucky
0: that you've not been on them then. No, no, I wouldn't you go on them.
1: Own, you just use your own football. Yeah, no, I said I, I, to Mickey, I, I'm, I'm not way, interested. I'm not, be, I'm not yeah. being funny. Yeah, I'm no. not being funny. I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I, I just... I am being honest yeah. because that way, you're not... You're
0: not coaching bad coaching. No, I mean, I'd I'd literally devise little games, little things with with balls for... You know, midfield players, or I never really bothered with defenders because I can't defend. So all I wanted to do was score goals and attack and show them how to control the ball, tell them, show them how to turn on the ball and and having a look at situations in games and that and how you can hurt defenders and we'd line up with free kicks and, I'd, you know, practice on corners and set play and, and we go through things meticulously as well. So I always used to concentrate on attacking and attacking and just ball work because that's what interests me in football, players. And I always used to have, at the end of the game, the magic moment trophy, like what we, we did when we used to open them. The player that produced the bit of sublime brilliance on a pitch that day, I'd give him a trophy. And i um, will ring them up on the night and just congratulate well, them. Even, on. even if you do that, you
1: you get a rollicking. You can't do it. You,
0: you, well, you, I did. Other, other
1: kids, but all the kids <laughs> are crying because you, you've given them a match. I
0: you, know, but that's what I, think I, think I did too. Thought. So it's like at the the parents, you know, with the uh, the end of the season, the, the 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 awards. I changed the name of every award that the football club had and made my own trophy. Uh, and done it for specific reasons. Now, yeah. if you don't like it, I'm the manager. Stick it up your jacksey. That's what I'm doing. It's one gaffer here, it's me, and that's how I'm managing, and that's how I'm coaching. So. Well, what, what I'm trying it. to say
1: is, uh, these, uh, the, the parents would say, oh, uh, even at school, you can't. Mm. Uh, sports Day, you know, everybody's got to have a fair chance of winning.
0: Absolute to to,
1: crap. As I, I said to teacher, I'm going to <laughs> be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got a fair chance of winning in English. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, where's the fair, fairness in life? Life you there know, is no fairness. I don't get that treatment he's giving Saturday morning when he because he he his is far superior with his English yeah. that he can take it. it, it that, that they pay for him to go have private lessons on a on a weekend. Hmm. You know, you don't get that chance at football. And when I got got my badges, I thought, well, I'll go get my badges and I'll go into football um, and I'll well. I'm saying that I got asked to win the football and that's why I did it and that's why then I got my badges and then I thought well I'll coach, coach my way Doncaster let me do it up till 14 if, yeah 14 from mm. 9 to 14 right but majority of it is you coach in one way and then suddenly the game comes on a Saturday everybody's kicking the ball long kick it long carry it to, what is it to kill time mm. game manage and all that you know I'm thinking game manage game manage when you're 3-0 up my my you know, my game management on, was
0: always we, get the ball.
1: All we've enough. worked on, Gabby, majority culture yeah. is organization and and defending. Yeah. And when you look at it, what team has won anything doing that way? Well, they Listen, haven't. Manchester City—they're they, all organized because all players understand the game. Yeah. A little Liverpool of organized because all the players understand the game. The Forest—all the players understood the game. Leeds United mm-hmm. with the great. All understood the game. Mm-hmm. What came out, one filled in. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I swear to you. That's not my deathbed. Yeah. I have been at football clubs when they've had a roll pad, a piece of string, yep. right? And they've had the left back, centre back, uh, centre back, uh, right back, two centre backs and right back. And when it was, if it's the right-hand side, he'd pull it and all they all come across. And then they go back the other way. <laughs> and I used to shake my head and I used to think to myself, well, why doesn't one just drop off?
0: Yeah.
1: And cover. Mm. Because you're going in a line.
0: Yeah. I've I've you know, never worried about defeat. I've never worried about any team ever having a ball. All I was ever interested in us having the ball and attacking and trying to score a goal. <laughs> so, it's, it's, unreal. It's, it. unreal. it's unreal. It's
1: unreal how some of them, you know. And then I hear some of them, you know, they save teams from relegation. They only save them teams from relegation because they're going to the right team, or it's not going to get relegated. Yeah. They're in the bottom from your four to five, but they, they they've got better players in that team. Unbelievable. You know, and, they myself, and they think oh. They, Oh, he's done a marvellous job here at Crystal Palace or oh, he's done a marvelous job here at Sunderland. when he and he's done a marvellous job at Everton. Yeah. You know. Try, yeah, and, no. try and do it at Uddersfield, Get him out at bottom if they've been bottom four. Save, save, stop him from getting relegated. Oh, like I can't take that job. It's you know, it's not the right job for me. I don't fall for it. I really never have nah, done it. I, never I done.
0: don't as well too. So uh, new football film by Rachel Violet, big dash time soccer and it's the remarkable rise and fall of the nasl so that's one to have a look at i've got loads i've been working hard on social media recently and i've you know got the my um, facebook pages of, of terry curran uh, underscore 11 which is the uh, official one on facebook um your terry curran your your personal one as well and also the Curran view with a Facebook page and a group. And also on Twitter, uh, TerryCurran underscore 11, TerryCurran uh, uh, underscore Terry 11, and at CurranView as well. So I've been, you know, interacting with people, and, and Rachel interacted the other day, and we were talking, and she said that it's going to be coming out probably, I'm guessing, October, November, ready for the, the Christmas market. But it's going to be a great a great film documentary kind of film she done one a couple of years ago with her dad, uh, Dennis Violet, the old Manchester United oh, yeah, football yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one to look out for, and you know through our social media groups, we're going to be following that and you know retweeting and sharing it because I'm really interested in American football with with Audie and, and, and Adrian that that played out there at Seattle and Pat Howard that played out there at Portland Timbers and with Ian. You almost went and joined the boys, didn't you, in the seventies? Well, I
1: wasn't going to go. But I, got, I got Alan mm. in so that was the team i only went yeah. Seattle Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they offered me a few quid to go out there, but I was only 23. I didn't want to go to play at that young age to go out and play in America. Mm. You know. But uh, going back to to um, films, I've been invited to that to one this coronavirus is out of the way. To How go to a premier but, um up in Liverpool, I've been invited to go up to that one. Good, and I'm doing a Skype with uh, the the TV on uh, Monday.
0: Brilliant, brilliant.
1: So that's it. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. So it, and again, we'll put it out on the social media, so you know fans can 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 look at, can listen to, can watch uh, Terry Curran, the Maestro, and again, you know, a, a player that. You know, you were unlucky, as you've alluded to earlier. You had a bad injury at Forest. You had a bad injury at Everton. Take them bad injuries away. You would have been one of the great international footballers that this country has has ever seen. And also a league winner at Everton Football Club. So it's great that you've got an invite there. And uh, we'll be sharing that, TC, when it all becomes available.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to
0: it. And behind the lens is another feature that we do on our regular podcast. And uh, we put up the uh, the photo of of you giving them, um, well, you put basically you put Stuart Euston on his backside, didn't you?
1: Yeah, um, it's a, it was a league cup game that, uh, Sheffield United and uh, Sheffield, obviously Sheffield Wednesday. Um, when you look at people with pace and you, all you do is a, a slight little drop of the shoulder. Yep. You know, uh, you're making defenders twist and turn. Um, and I draw, I, I to go one way, came back quickly the other way, and obviously Stuart fell on his backside. Uh, yeah, obviously, he laughed at it. I mean, if you look at the uh, the goal that I put on the other week with, with Chester,
0: yeah, yeah, put my old before. mate Trevor,
1: my old mate Trevor, uh were disappointed in it, you know, because <laughs> we've been winding each other up. But if you look at the goalkeeper, Mellington, I think it's Mellington. Yeah. He he come and shook me hand and he was laughing his head off. Yeah. You know, he said, you cheeky bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we, you know, we used to do that as kids. I mean, I remember, I mean, you know, getting the ball like what you did because I, I've, you know, looking back at it, I must have watched or have heard of you getting the ball on the goal line and heading it in. You know, so when we you were, know, I remember doing that as a kid. When we were kids, Gabby. Yeah. Right. And... Even my mates we were kids when we were playing
1: football, and somebody did something magical. Yeah, we'd all go, "Wow, brilliant!" Exactly. And we you know, do it again. That, you know. But when you become a footballer, yeah, in my day, and I know, it's, listen, I'm telling you now, lots of clubs, you know, don't be trying that on a football
0: field. What, what a stupid thing to say! Isn't exactly. It? Why not go and do it? Express yourself, entertain you know, the crowd. Well it's not, it's not just that A
1: trick Can create a goal Of course it can It's more chance of creating a goal Than conceding a goal Yeah But you know If one, if you make one mistake And a goal comes from it You'll get crucified Yeah But you, you, you see defending Every day week now When defenders make mistakes yeah. And it's costing them goal. No, so you let a forward Make a mistake With a ball When they come off at half time They get absolutely crucified but a defender, they'll say, get your head up. You know, you didn't mean it. But when a forward does it, or somebody was do you know, trying a trick, they get crucified. It's unreal.
0: Mm. Yep, they do, TC. And I'm going to get crucified because she's starting that vacuum up and we've got to go out (laughs) and clap as well. So we're going to go out. It's my turn to pick the music, isn't it, this week? And what we do every Saturday, we have uh, Pete over the road. We have a doorstep disco. And we always finish off with Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. So I'm going to go out with Sweet Caroline um, from Neil Diamond and dedicate it to our streets in Bartley Green, Birmingham I'm going to go out and join them now for a clap it's thank, uh, thank you Thursday for the NHS so again once again TC thank you for your time, love to you and yours and thank you everybody for listening and let's hope this time next week the world is a more peaceful place
1: well we get, I think we're getting there now I don't, yep.
0: I don't think it would be long
1: before we play at least play behind closed doors yep. you and your family stay safe, uh, love to everybody thanks everybody for listening uh, and I don't like this song of Neil Diamond, but I do like Neil Diamond. And also, uh, it's what a great uh, pick me up uh, to play us out with.
0: And can you hear, can you hear the clapping and the bag? Yes, I tins need to get out himself, where'd where'd Exactly. Get so the this, this, this streets out, and we'll be out that day. And I'll uh, we'll get the uh, I'll get you on, on the Facebook way Live way thing, the messenger, and uh, you can be part of of our Saturday, our doorstep disco, T.C. Wasn't OK, the come here. i to out, right? Yep, till next time, T.C. Thank and you the and the thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye-bye-bye. Who'd have believed you'd come along?
1: Hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline, good time. Touching more.